Hevels, welcome into Pro Football Ireland on this Tuesday evening, recording this in the depths of a cold and dark Irish Tuesday evening. Um, however, that is the only negative thing I'm going to say in this podcast. Michael McQuaid, delighted to be joined by Michaela Fagan to look back on uh, the Monday night action in the NFL playoffs. Um, the first ever Super Wild Card Monday night game on ESPN resulted, obviously, in the Cowboys defeating the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Michaela, um, how's the form? Uh, are you tired today or what's the crack? Honestly, there was there was no way I could stay up and, and watch that game. Like, um, I'm sure like everybody, they have a nine to five or they need to get somewhere early in the morning for work. So I just had to go to bed. But when I woke up, I think... When I first wake up, I think everyone's first initial reaction is to go on social media. I forgot to even check the game. And I think I saw the Dallas Cowboys social media team tweet. Um, a scene from that Tom Hanks film where the guy says, I'm the captain now. And I was like, oh, I guess the Cowboys won if they're tweeting that. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't you lucky watching the game in 40? Um, yeah, it was a bit of a weird game. I think the, the only thing that stopped me from going to bed early during the game was probably that Chargers game on Saturday night and, and and obviously everything that went there. I guess first off let's um let's let's talk about the elephant in the room. Let's talk about the Bucks. I I'm not gonna buy into this whole Tom Brady retirement bull. It's it's complete bull. Like I mean the guy looked disappointed last night after the game, but it wasn't a situation where he was like saying, I'm out, I'm done. He obviously needs time to refocus to refresh, but I certainly think he'll be playing in the NFL next season. We've seen his parents on the sideline whenever Brady rushed off he gave him a hug and a kiss very cute xoxo um but the reality is he he's going to play next season so it i think i think the biggest issue that Tom Brady probably had this season Michaela for the Bucks is i don't think he's dropped off that much i think he had a very difficult start to the season professionally obviously both personally and on on the field as well i don't think he's done like a drop off like for example Peyton Manning had towards the end of his career and um, but I do think that the key element this year for Tom Brady has been that he has not had the pieces around him. Um, on on the offense, the defense has dropped off a bit, and obviously the offensive lines changed. But the pieces have not; they have not been there, and I think that's been a massive, massive issue for the Bucks. I mean, you look at playoff Lenny wearing the big playoff Lenny jersey last night before he went onto the field, and he got what like eleven yards rushing, five yards receiving. There's guys in this team that have played so well down the year, so well down the stretch. And whereas in years gone by, when the Bucks made a Super Bowl run, and you look at guys like Scotty Miller, Rob Gronkowski, different people, it just it didn't seem to be there for this team. And I feel like um Michaela that Brady week by week was trying to get the maximum out of a depleted offense. That being said, the Bucks how they were coached into a losing record by Todd Bowles. I do think, and again, this is being recorded on a Tuesday evening. Um, so please be aware of this, folks. I, I do think that Todd Bowles, Michaela, could be in trouble with, with his job. I just don't see how you have Tom Brady and you have a losing record in the division that you're in, with the NFC South being so poor. But it it did it did. Honestly, not floor me, but I was extremely surprised, Michaela, at the lack of the lack of performance from the Bucks across across the edge last night. I mean, like the the scoreline's flattering to them, 
the first half that the offense was was absolutely atrocious. And we'll get talking about the Cowboys in a minute, but why I thought the Cowboys would win this game, and I thought they would win it comfortably enough. I certainly, Michaela, did not think Brady would struggle that much to the point of where it was like, God, is this game even worth watching? It's a playoff game. It's a Monday night. It was a wee bit disappointing. There's, I mean, there's no point in lying about it. I'm just disappointed for Brady because I think everybody knows I'm a big Brady fan and I don't know what this season could be chalked up to in terms of him and the Buccaneers. It was just such an off season for them. But considering the stars that they have both on offense and defense, they shouldn't have been as bad as they were last night um, for, for the regular season. Um, I think we have to remember at the end of the day, Brady is human so maybe you know his divorce and kind of being separated more from his kids probably has played more of a t- taken more of a toll on him than even he'd like to admit you 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 genuinely we genuinely don't know until we see what he's like next year but I I agree that Todd Bowles might be a little bit in trouble um which is a shame because obviously there's not a lot of um it's important to have um african-american head coaches in the league and it would it'd be it i think it would be unfair and frustrating to kind of be get rid of him at the in his first year but i think with the stars that they do have and the fact that they have the greatest quarterback of all time regardless if he's 45 or not I do think maybe they'll have to evaluate and look at him or if they want to keep him, maybe evaluate the OC and DC positions and see if there's something they can improve there because I I don't think there's any excuses for the Buccaneers at this point. They had a they their their division is terrible. They had a losing season and still got into the playoffs. So I think they really, really need to kind of build themselves back up next year, get a good quarterback, whether that's whether that be Derek Carr or Jimmy G in a trade, because we know Brady isn't going to be at the Buccaneers next year. I'd be surprised if he was. But Brady isn't isn't going, isn't finishing his career with probably one of the worst seasons of his career. I I I do think people should give him a little slack and credit because, like I said, he's gone through some personal stuff. And when has Brady ever had a bad season? Do you know what I mean? We're we're used to really really great performances from him. So I'm just gonna ch- chalk it off to a once off for him, and I'm excited to see where he'll be next year. But yeah, I'm, uh, and and focusing on the books, uh, like I said, they need to do a little bit of a revamp. I that's actually the exact word that Tom Bowles you said he said no no rebuild revamp so well done there and um, the 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 whole thing on Brady is interesting and I think it's probably one of the bigger storylines it's obviously going to be one of the bigger storylines of the offseason but in a different way for me I I don't buy that there is not a path for him to stay in Tampa Bay I I, I believe there is a path for him to stay in Tampa Bay but I believe it would take many jigsaw or chess pieces for that to work. I feel that he would want to bring in at least one or two um, next level to elite players in that team, especially on the offense. You know, he relied way too much on Kate Otten and Russell Gage this season. Russell Gage, I hope he's okay. Seen the very, very, very bad injury last night, took the hospital. Hopefully Russell Gage is okay. Um, and I think there, there, there could be a path for him to stay there. And, um, Outside of that, you're you're looking at, at you're looking at teams like Miami. Even though the GM came out on Monday and said two is our QB, 
I think if Tom Brady's available, you say what you have to say at the time and, and you reevaluate at a different time. Um, I think New York, in terms of the Jets, is definitely one because the owner wants to make a splash. He's openly said he wants to make a splash. I think Vegas is definitely an opportunity. And I also think San Fran's an opportunity. But I think with Vegas and San Fran, you've obviously got your kids to bring into it. Uh, and obviously the whole legal situation there in regards to Giselle and his divorce. So I think this is probably a podcast for the off season. But I, I, I will say, Michaela, that I was very surprised at the level of performance from the Bucks on both sides of the ball last night. Now, that will, we're, we're going to talk about the, the Cowboys in the wee second. Dak Prescott was superb, but the Bucks defense just wasn't great across the board. And I look at the team that won the Super Bowl a few years ago and look at this team and there are still many elements in it. And of course, it's very, very difficult to repeat. It's very difficult to even get close year on year in the league where there's so much competitiveness. By God, I was shocked at that. I was shocked at the fall off and I was talking to somebody last night and I we, we, we were talking about, about you were talking about Brady, talking about the Bucks and Michaela, honest to God, for me, it's like maybe Brady should have walked away if not after the Super Bowl, then after the Rams game last year. Walk out with all those stats, all those records, walk out with your head held high because now he faces a really, really weird situation. But I guess that's a conversation for the offseason. You're an Eagles fan. I'm going to make everybody aware of this on the podcast. Uh, and By the way, ahead of Mark, Mark will be here at some point this week. He is uh, not well at the moment, so hopefully Mark's okay because anyone's wondering where the hell Mark is. But Michaela, obviously you're a massive Eagles fan. And the Cowboys now play the Niners. That potentially, now obviously the Eagles have to get across the line with the Giants. And you you were saying yesterday about how close you think that game will be. I can't call who's going to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. Three NFC East teams are still in in the last four of the NFC standings. That's incredible in the playoffs how impressed were you by the Cowboys on Monday night because for me it wasn't just Dak Prescott it was sort of like the the whole effort across the board Dak having uh, five touchdowns it was one rush for passing Dalton shows two touchdowns got the first touchdown and just wrecked havoc CeeDee Lamb Michael Gallup benefiting from different players as well I was really really impressed and I really feel that a potential championship game between the Niners and Eagles is what we want to see. I think that's what the fan wants to see. But by God, if it was the the Eagles against the Cowboys, I still think we're going to have a really, a really, really good game. That being said, maybe you don't agree with me. I, you know, there's, there's people that would argue, Michaela, that the Eagles really, sorry, the the Bucks really, really let the Cowboys into it, and maybe maybe they look better than what they are. And this is a typical Dallas performance where everyone now gets hyped up. I am going to shut up now because I'm realizing they've been talking for five minutes. But ju- just your thoughts on the Cowboys' overall performance? I'm always really impressed with how the the Cowboys perform because they always have well, not in every game, but they always they just have elite players on both sides of the ball. I'm a big fan of CD Lamb. I'm a big fan of Pollard. And then obviously they have Micah Parsons. They do have, uh, and then they obviously have Diggs then in the secondary. They they have a lot of pieces and they're the most complete team. One of the most complete teams in the NFL. But I, 
I always say that I don't think Dak is going to take them far. Now, I think a lot of people will probably listen to me now and were like, do you know anything about football? Do you not see the game last night? And I'm kind of like, yeah, I did see the game last night, but I'm also looking at, looking at stats over the seasons and how the Cowboys have performed with him in the playoffs. And like I said, they've only, they don't get far. They don't get past the wild card and divisional games. So yeah, I can recognize and applaud Dak for having a great game, especially since he threw four TDs and had no interceptions. And he he outplayed Tom Brady, who's who's the best quarterback of all time. But I always say this about every quarterback, even my own guy, Jalen Hurts. I always say that, yeah, they can play great and they can play great for a few games, but they have to have the consistency. So if, you know, if Dak can maybe come back next year and play at the level he played last night for the whole season, then I'll give him credit. And then I'll start recognizing the Cowboys as maybe a team that can win the Super Bowl. And I think no matter what matchup, I think the only matchup that would be disappointed would be the Giants and the 49ers in the championship game. I don't see that happening. But, you know, never say never. It's called any given Sunday for a reason. But I think that would be the most disappointing. But as a fan, I think I would like to see I have reasonings for wanting to see the Eagles either play the 14. No, I'm not writing off the Giants at all, but obviously I'm a, a, an Eagles fan, so I'm going to believe that the Eagles are going to win. So I would like to see the Eagles play both the 49ers and the Cowboys. The 49ers, because they're they're one of the best teams in the league. They have the best defense in the league. I want I want the Eagles to show everybody that they can beat a top three team. And then the reason for the Cowboys is solely just because of the, the rivalry. The Eagles and the Cowboys hate each other. If you imagine that in a championship game, it would make for an, a, a great, great atmosphere. But the only negative I have about that is that we've seen the Cowboys and the Eagles play twice this season already, and we'll see them next year. We'll see them for the rest of our lives playing each other twice a year. So I would kind of like to see the Eagles play someone else other than the Cowboys. But it is really, I think it's really hard to, to call um who's going to be representing the NFC in the Super Bowl but I'm still going to go it realistically it's going to be the 49ers or the Eagles and I'm going to say the Eagles I I think the Niners are the, are the most complete team and we'll talk about this at the weekend's preview I just think they're too good Michaela genuinely mm-hmm. I don't want to give away spoilers let's let's stay in this game because there's still a couple of elements I think to chat about Brett, Brett Maher missing four kicks is definitely one I, I have to say as mortified for a lot, absolutely mortified. You know, like you sort of know yourselves when something doesn't go right and, and you're trying with something. And McCarthy comes out afterwards and says, we need to get him ready to go for San Francisco. We need him. He's been super clutch for us all year. Uh, teammates are very, very much behind him. I think the thing that surprised me, Michaela, was the sheer amount of people online that were calling for him to be dropped or cut at halftime. <laughs> it was. It just shows you the sort of cancel culture that we have. Um if you're McCarthy, do you give him another chance knowing you're going to Levi's and every point is crucial? Because it, I think at the point last night where he missed three, they were 18-0 up, so it wasn't too bad. But there was always that thought process or hope that they weren't going to be in that situation. But I think, you know, a team in the playoffs needs consistency. And obviously this is sort of jeopardizing what I'm saying here because consistency would mean that he would, that would, that he would make the score each time but you need consistency in the locker room and you need belief in the locker room that everyone plays their part so surely surely a situation where it's like okay well Brett Maher yes he's messed up 
but surely we should give him a chance and not bring in someone that we can't fully trust ahead of an absolutely crucial game this weekend. What would you do? Obviously, you don't want, like, kickers don't ever bring a lot of drama, so, but you don't want the the kind of unwanted attention of bringing in another kicker or replacing them. I would genuinely, like, I, I think two missed PATs or two field goals would be forgivable, but the fact that he missed four, and I think not only was everybody on social media making fun of him, but it was the fact that players were even commenting on it being like, like these guys, like Darius Slay, who's in the playoffs, plays for the Eagles, a great player for the Eagles. He was actually tweeting about it. And I'm like, I know they're like, they have this whole teammate camaraderie and they have this whole, like, we got to support and believe in each other. But the fact that players were kind of commenting on it as well. And I know they probably just wanted to get in on the fun and, and stuff like that. But, if players are, are are talking about how bad he is and maybe that he's in on it with Vegas and tr- purposely kicking them wide or something because there's bets going on, um, is funny but also a bit kind of like well if players are not that he's not that he's you know throwing the kicks but I'm saying if players are noticing and acknowledging how bad it is for a kicker to miss that many. PATs then it's obviously important and it would be on their minds during the game and during training and stuff like that. And to be honest, I would, I don't know, I'd make sure the backup is ready to go, but I'd put him in for San Francisco. And if I'd let him have one more chance, if he missed a field goal goal or a PAT on his first try at San Fran, I'd be like, all right, put in the backup. Yeah, I guess it comes down to position and you could have somebody in the practice squad activate him for this week and not play him. Um, but then that takes away from somebody else on the offense or defense or special team. So it's, it's a really, really weird decision to make, but they're going to have to make a decision soon. Um, just to round off this podcast, um, which team were you most impressed with over the weekend? Now, I'm not talking about the Chiefs or the Eagles because they were in a bye week. I think mm. for me, I, and I know I said it a second ago, Michaela, the Niners for me just look like they're on a roll. I think they're actually coming into a key point here where they're having the experience of playing week by week by week. They've won 11 in a row. They don't have the bye week. They're acting like they don't need the bye week but they look electric, Michaela, and I genuinely can't wait to see um, Brock Purdy go up against Dak Prescott this week. And just honestly, I think regardless of who you think is going to win, you got to hit the over in that game. Which team has impressed you down the stretch this last weekend? Don't get me wrong. The 49ers are very, very impressive, but I think people have to remember they're playing the Seahawks. And I know the Seahawks did kind of surprise us all towards the, after the after the first half and we were like, oh God, maybe the Seahawks could knock out the 49ers and the same could have been said for the Dolphins you know they put it up against the Bills the Ravens put it up against the Bengals so I'm gonna have to say I'm really most impressed with it's either the Giants or the Jags because you know the Jaguars went through and I think it's just really really impressive what Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson were able to do to able to to have that belief to come back and beat the Chargers who have really really good elite players on their team and have like probably a top five quarterback in the league on their team not not that he didn't play well he didn't play that well but for them to still have the belief and to have the belief in their guy a quarterback and Trevor Lawrence and for him to not make any more mistakes and to throw four touchdowns I was really really impressed with and then I was impressed with the Giants because you know I think everyone wrote them off and they beat a 30 and win team you know and like they they're a new a new head coach as well a guy in Daniel Jones that no one really believes in or pays attention to and he had one of the games of his career so I'm 
really impressed with both of them. I'm going to say, who am I more impressed with? I'm going to say I'm more impressed with the Giants. Just because, you know, I picked the... Now, I know I picked the Giants to beat the Vikings anyway, but the Vikings were a much harder team to beat than the Chargers. And it was just the fact that I've been even critical of Daniel Jones, but he's he somehow managed to... to go past my expectations for him to the point where I'm kind of like, I think New York should keep him. And I didn't say that at the beginning of the season. So yeah, I'm, I'm most impressed by the giants and Daniel Jones. Interesting. I like, I like it. Um, I will state, obviously, thank you, Michaela, for doing this for the last few days. I am, I don't know about you, I'm racked. I, I'm racked. I think the NFL are going to have to do something about the super wildcard weekend. Maybe it could be like super coffee weekend or something. I'm actually like in a positive way. I'm, Pretty exhausted, but uh, I've 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 definitely enjoyed it. I, I'm very very much looking forward to what, and I'm very very much looking forward. Excuse me to what I'm very much you know I, to what I would very much describe as the biggest weekend of the year, divisional weekend. We, we'll have a podcast coming out uh, towards the mid to the end of the week. We are audio only for the next few weeks before we get to Arizona for Super Bowl Fifty Seven, where we will be there. So it's going to be awesome, and obviously a massive thanks to the NFL for that and. Uh, it means an awful lot, folks. Michaela, for now, thanks a million. Um, start saying the rosary for the Eagles, and I'll chat to you soon.